Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Do it a little faster. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences. AKA tell all our business. And explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. Yes, I just looked over at myself. And I have on a t-shirt. I have on a, a shirt. I know that shirt. That's the cute draw tie on the side. It's the one that makes you upset. And you're oh, like, what actually is one? this? <laughs> and you actually always tell me to take it off. <laughs> I love that shirt on you. That's not true. Don't, Internet, don't come like, on here saying. Listen, I don't me. know how it's supposed to be tied, <laughs> but I look at how cute that is. You look like Marilyn Monroe. Listen. I'm sitting here with this shirt on with no with underwear on what kind and of headphones <laughs> in a chair and I just had a thought in my head like what the fuck are we doing, <laughs> <I> doing? <laughs> <laughs> talking into a screen for hours <laughs> what actually are we doing sorry it just it came real fast I was like bitch what <laughs> with a mic stand with a what mic kind of drawers stand. do you have one Girl, what kind? I ain't made it yet. Just oh. granny underwear, like Target, like cotton or like yeah, always cotton. For your birthday, I think I'm gonna get you Skims. I just need to know your size. That would be a good gift. I know. You know what else would be a good gift? I was thinking about this collectively. All y'all went on on a crock pot for me, a Dutch oven, <laughs> not a crock pot, a Dutch oven. <laughs> <laughs> Those shows like three hundred dollars. Are they? Yeah. They wait, expensive. a Dutch. What? Wait, wait. You're the joint that like you have, a Dutch oven. That's even, not three hundred dollars. How much that's, is it? That's I didn't pay for that, child. Shout out to my old job. Somebody stole that for me. That's that's a. They le, stole that. Le Cruz. How you say it? a Le Crusette? Don't know. I just know it is a Dutch oven. Le Crusette. T- type that in. Le I have no idea. Crusette. Yes, girl. The, my sister got that for her um, wedding gift from my mom because they're so damn expensive. I know. They're expensive. Alec who said, let me see how much they're joining. I didn't and get it's, a it's name It's the brand. big boy. Yeah. 
But the but I think though that the other ones aren't as good because there's like toxins or stuff in them. So I would want I would to even get take you a cast iron joint. No, again, more toxins. No, cast iron is classic. I, it might be classic, but it still can. I look it's cast iron up. It's just minerals, Antoinette. Is it? Mm. Maybe. Oh, yeah, this shit. I can't afford that for you. Let but me tell I, you. I would like to get you something nice. Y'all put, put $50 in. We can get it. <laughs> it's not $50, Shanti. <laughs> How much is it? It's like 300 right? Like 250 It's for the smaller one. You want the big boy, no, right? I don't need a big boy. How much? How many quarts? How many quarts you need? Because what you trying to put in there, a whole chicken? No. A stew? A stew. I Like, I want to do my A whole chicken and a Le Creuset change your life. The butter on the bottom. I rosemary. like to roast my chicken. I don't really like I it. roast the chicken. How's, what you mean? I don't like to put, put the top on, though. Like, I never put a top on my roast chicken. You don't have to. She always just... butt-ass naked in that bitch. All right. You not. <laughs> I mean, they not terrible. <laughs> All right. <coughs> I'll see what I could do, but your birthday's right before Christmas, so it's very yeah. tricky. I'm tricky. sorry. Well, you know, even around away curls listeners, though. Wait, it's we, collective. Would you be mad if I did a GoFundMe? Yeah, let me get that. Or a Dutch oven for Shanti birthday? I think that. you might get it. I might could. I might do it. Anyway, go ahead. I interrupted. Even though we're sitting here, Antoinette. Mm-hmm. I'm in my fake it till I make it era. I really mm. am tapped into my fake it till I make it era. And my way in which I'm doing that is aesthetically. The things that I want for myself, the things that I have been holding back from exploring, I'm like, oh, I'll do it when I can. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to fucking do it. And I'm going to see what happens. And it might be wildly irresponsible. But I don't what think is an so. example of this? I'm getting my ta- I'm getting a tattoo that I've been wanting to get. I'm getting another tattoo. I'm going to get grills finally. I'm going to get it because it's a part of who I am. And I think people need to know this. Wait, slow down. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. Wait, I'm getting a tattoo. I don't know if that's financially responsible. Though. I don't I, care. If I wouldn't be a friend. I don't care. And I'm going to do it because it's connected to me. Feeling a different way about myself and stepping into something a different mm. way. I think it's good for, um, I think it's good for around the way curls. I think it's good for the Sable Collective. And I think for it's good for me. For you to have your grills? For me to have my grill, for me to look how I want, rather than it being like, oh, and in the future I'm going to do this thing. And da, 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 da. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. I'm faking it till my, I make it. I'll let y'all know how it works. I might have to move back in with my mom. <laughs> I'm so nervous about this. But I'm 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 all in. This is it. I'm in my Kanye era, y'all. Okay. So I'll tell you how it goes, and um, I'll be there the 25th to get my tattoo. What are you getting? Um, it's he does beautiful line work. He where is he from? He's from Europe. I don't know. I'm I'm actually been daydreaming and fantasizing that we'll meet each other and fall in love. Is that crazy? <laughs> Have you shown <laughs> his name's Emmanuel? And I, I think you've shown him to me. I've never seen his face. I've only seen his work. 
Oh, then But no. I was like, oh my God, is this going to be my husband? That's how nuts I am right now. This is where I'm at. I'm gonna All right, that's why I think up. you should take a beat. Like, no. sleep on this. No, I've been wanting to get this tattoo for years. Not the tattoo, but maybe like do one of them. No, I'm getting my grills. I already booked an appointment. It's happening. Who are you getting them from? A you should go to Philly? the place that Nana went. No, she's in Philly. She, she did my, uh, the gem. She did that one weird gem? That was because I chose it. I shouldn't have picked an abalone, but she just did what I was supposed to, what I told her to do. And I'm not to be deterred by I won't anybody. Be deter- so <laughs> I just want you to know, you can say all you want, but this I is know. it. I'm, I, you're Jay-Z, I, I'm full Kanye right now. <laughs> I'm full Kanye, y'all. I don't want to deter you. And this is so you us, can't. right? You me, can't. Dr- <laughs> Listen, I just know some of the stuff that you've been telling me that's upcoming. That, you know, you had some. We'll talk about it later. You just ha- ha- had these some. kids. No. Jojo gonna figure it out. Oh <laughs> Fuck Jojo's education. <laughs> I'm trying I know to say we're on I'm a precipice it. of something. I can feel it. And you know my intuition be All right. right. Speak it, girl. I'm just saying. Something's just, happening. Girl and I'm getting into character. She needs her school paid for that. She, we figure it out. She'd be all right. <laughs> you better not t- text me talk about, we really need to pay ourselves I'm out for runaway girls. Runaway girls. You be like, Shanti. <laughs> you already did. I I'm going to have necklace. Story. I'm going to have a I gold chain. I that story that you were stealing from us. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are all these? Amazon. <laughs> Damn. Transactions. I said, we ain't buying nothing from Amazon, girl. You said, wait, what? I said, all right, go back to months and total that thing up. Y'all owe me for utilities, was stealing, too. y'all. Y'all owe me for utilities. Watch. This is it. So, um, yep. Ciao. All right, ciao. I Joe's going to be homeschooled. Joe's going to be. <laughs> you going to be mad when you got to homeschool that little I'm not. I'm just going to use that as an excuse. I'm like, we're just under schooling. And <laughs> she's just going to be in the house eating ramen noodles. Oh, I know why you doing this. Never mind. I know why you feeling better about doing this. Duh. All right. Um, no, it's not because of that either. It's connected girl. to that, but it's not. It's, it's energetically is connected to that. You like, yeah, I'm. I'm somebody and I'm going to take care of myself because I can. Heard you. I'm here for it. My scary ass. You heard me. Well, what about this? It's annoying. Speaking of, um, I've been struggling with my mental health. I think people can have noticed that. I would like to thank people for their kind messages. I don't know what I said last week, but I got a lot of people concerned that I was suicidal via DM. Um, I think on that clip that I posted, I did say if my life continues like this or something around, I can't, it can't continue like this though. That was the caveat. Um, so thank you for your concern, but that was jarring to have a lot of people like, you know, hi, there are services that can help you. Like, we you're important we need you here and i was like holy shit like is that how i came off so thank you for that but i know that i'm i'm i am too on the precipice of something because i'm cracking 
I'm cracking and hopefully cracking open um, and just really tender. I, Jade's girlfriends had a lovely birthday brunch for her that I, I had to work. So I showed up late and them gals was still in there cackling and drunk <laughs> and having a good time. And um, it was a really beautiful space because it was just black women and they, they had a, flower crown on her and you know and 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 they wanted to like end the night with like they pulled like a card for us to get uh closer and Hmm. and to be more in our feelings so and everybody went around and answered the card and the the fucking question was what are you secretly dealing with Mm. working through that no one knows Mm. and it got to me i was like the last person and I was like, I really don't want to, you know me, I'm all about that. I'm like, we have the Esther Perel cards and let's, let's be in our feelings. And I think I'm like that too in spaces where I'm more familiar. I wasn't as familiar with all of the ladies. I knew all of them. I'd met them, but they hadn't, they don't know me like that, like that outside of like Jade and Crystal. And so I just, in me saying I said a little bit and then they asked a question. I don't remember what it was, but I just broke down like dry heaving tears. Hmm. And it was, they were so sweet. They came over, they grabbed me. Did it feel good to share it? No, honestly, it felt, I was exhausted again, like hearing myself talk about it. I felt a little bit pitiful but I stopped judging myself by the time I got home about it. I felt tired. Um, and I felt like really naked. And usually, you know me, like I'm, I can be vulnerable, but whatever this is, is it's whatever this is, is wildly tender. And I think the thing that I'm most protective or most sensitive about is probably the life choices that I've made in my art and how I've stepped away from it. Mm. And the more and more I work through what I'm feeling, it's reckoning. It's like reconciling that and figuring out how to introduce it back into my life and the shame of that. Um, And so that is just something that I don't handle talking to people well about because I don't think I handle it well within myself yet yeah I think I'm just the thought of it just when people ask me about like are you still singing shame immediately like immediate and I just am like I want to hide I want to get the fuck out of here I just want to hide this you know like so I'm being more honest about that I'm able to say that but I'm working through a lot in my head I'm and um it's a it's it is a lot to reckon with a lot. I've said a lot like four times already, but it's that's my updates. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think the that's beautiful re- revelation of that. It's hard to talk about it with other people and maybe you don't need to until you can sit with those hard feelings with yourself without like wanting to jump out of your skin or just noticing that that's how you feel when you think about mm-hmm. it first and foremost, but yeah, that's, that yeah. helps me to understand that more in 
being in relationship with you as you go through it. Yeah. Because you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you y'all for your kind words and your very kind voicemails that we're not going to be able to play all of them. Um, but we will be able to play some. And with that said, this is one of our favorite parts of the week where we hear from y'all. And if you don't know that the number is always posted in the description of our episodes and that number is 215-948-2780. That's 215-948-2780. And so let's get into our first voicemail. Hey ladies, it's Tanikwa. I hope your day are going I hope y'all day is going really good. Um I'm just calling to to give y'all just some I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, but just some little encouragement. Um I listen to a, a lot of podcasts more than I listen to music or watch T V these days and it's something about around the way curls that's just truly different. Um it really allows me to self reflect and ask myself questions. And it's more so like you guys, you guys have the podcast to where like you listen and you ask yourself questions after listening. Like the way you guys challenge each other as friends, the way you guys pour into each other. Um, I'm just here to tell y'all as a listener, as a supporter, that y'all birthright is joy. Y'all birthright is luxury. Y'all birthright is happiness. None of that falls short, no matter Shanti being a mother or Antoinette, you have to work to, to sustain, like, your bills and uh, your life that you have right now. Um, I'm just here to tell you ladies that, like, y'all encouraging me, so I really hope that one day y'all look in the mirror and y'all delulu become true, true. Like, you really have to be delusional and act like it's already there and feel it, even when you don't see it sometimes, but trust that, like, it's your birthright and, like, why the fuck shouldn't you get it, like, why shouldn't you get what the next person has? You may not be able to do it as fast or it may not look the same, but it's truly y'all's. Like, this podcast has truly changed my growth as a woman. Like, the most recent episode you guys played was about um, the five closest people next to you. And right before reading, right before listening to that episode, I was writing in my journal about who do I want to be as a woman? Like, what type of woman I desire to be? How does she look? How does she talk? Who are the people she encountered with? And then to listen to this episode was truly an affirmation and a confirmation on top of that. And it's not an easy thing, like Chauncey said, like knowing who you think you are and where you want to be and that middle work of doing the inner work and understanding like, oh, I have to change certain ways or I have to unlearn things. So it is all a process. So I'm just here to say that, remember, abundance is your birthright in all parts of your life, financially, mentally, emotionally, sexually, romantically. Um, and that's it. I hope you guys are having a great day. Good night. Good morning. Whenever you guys play this. Not a sign, Shanti. Not a confirmation and affirmation <laughs> for me. Not reciprocity. Not full circle. Wow. Kanye era. We out here <laughs> on tables pounding our chests. Because there's something that we got, and we got to claim it. It's ours. Let's fucking go. I love that for all of us. Wow. Shout out to us. The that collective. is wild. <clears throat> um, thank you for that. That is so kind. You imagine listening to a podcast, 
and she's obviously in the in the throes of her own self work, right? Doing her journal entries, trying to figure out who she wants to be as a fucking woman, and then decides to call and say, "Let me pour into these girls that I ain't never met a goddamn day in my life." Real quick, community. That's what I'm saying. Like for real, like real shit. Not people have time to leave fucked up comments. I see it. I see it on other um or other like just shows or whatever you go in the youtube comments and you're like oh y'all really got time to just be nasty but like around the way curls is a special place where like the nastiness is not it's far and few between Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. it's there but for the most part it's like the people who are really part of this community they pull their weight in whatever way they can. And it's wild that we've never touched one another, that we've never shared space, like physical space. Like you just sat in the mirror and looked at yourself in your panties and your shirt <laughs> sitting on your chair. And I know your setup. Your setup is fucking crazy. <laughs> that <laughs> like, shit wild, y'all. Had this crazy ass vanity with all this shit around her. You got to see it, y'all. It's wild. She got the laptop on a old mic stand holder i'm gonna get you a fucking holder too it really but like, is it really but doing is. this work though like you look at yourself and be like what the fuck are we doing like this is what we're doing and this is what's coming back to us Roche, we all out here yo it's Let's hard go. to remember that shit sometimes thank you sis thank you everyone all right um next one good afternoon ladies that is this to y'all's podcast the one about uh, we are speaking about uh, the lady getting hit with the brick. Uh, I don't really have much to say. I'm not going to speak publicly on my actual opinion, but I do have questions to pose because I think y'all kind of think I kind of touched on it. But my question to y'all and everybody else listening is: If, from a man's perspective, <clears throat> if you tell a man you don't need him and we talk about how dismissive we are of men's perspectives and and everything else that has to do with the emotional integrity of men and the emotional expression of men. Then we have to ask, well, how does that play out, right? Because if we want to dismantle patriarchy, like I think y'all mentioned, and if Bill, if we actually were sitting at a table talking to Bill about this, what would she say? Would she tell y'all to actually consider what the men are saying? What about when men are actually afraid? What about when we don't know what to do? What about when we have to express ourselves and protect ourselves? And also think about how some men perceive things. The whole thing about not needing us maybe come from a place of relation, like a relational place, but you don't, you can't control how somebody receives or perceives something. So it's just a thought I had. And just, just think about, consider and think about how, as Antoinette says, tricky that situation to be. Because from a man's perspective, if I see something like that, I'm going to think about a lot of things before I engage, right? And I was raised country, small town, whatever, but, and have, I have very old school traditional values, right? Uh, for, for the most part, the ones that don't involve patriarchy, the ones that are actually rooted in love and mutuality. But at the same time, I don't, we don't live in that world. Like y'all said in the episode, 
somebody can pull up with the thing on them or they can be mentally unstable or whatever the situation may be. So, yes, overall, there's a conversation to be had about dismantling patriarchy, um, violence against women, all that. Yes, of course, let's have that. That conversation needs to be had because it has to stop. And also, when do we talk about how men actually feel about things and do we actually care or are we dismissing their perspectives? But just things to think about. I'll let you take it. I love I love that. I love the questions that you asked. Um, <clears throat> I, <clears throat> I feel like um, I've talked about it before on the podcast um, in Hinduism and practice, you know, people say their mantras daily because it's like a mirror being cleaned and you daily have to go back and get the dirt off of the mirror so that eventually after so many wipes, it's clear. And I think these same questions are these same reminders, these same um, demands that women not flatten men. And I can see how I flatten men. I can see very similar to what you said. I dismiss um, men's emotional <clears throat> space. Um, mm. Space, that's not the right word, but you said it better than I did and I can't remember what you said, but their emotionality, maybe that's what you said. I can see it. And I, and I think it has to be a constant gentle reminder on both ends of like, hey, you can't do that. It's how about this guidance on both ends and being in a relationship and it has to be constant. It has to be even daily um, for us to really see each other, for us to really be able to receive each other. And then like these ideals of actual protection can happen mm. perhaps. Mm. I don't know. I don't fucking know, but I appreciate, um, I really appreciate that call in and that reminder to me in the ways in which, yes, <clears throat> I do perpetrate, and even in this whole brick situation, it's just like, oh, these men ain't shit. Why didn't they come and protect her rather than thinking about the nuance of it? And uh, mm. yeah, how complex it is and what, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think um, I think you said it best. I I really appreciate Leo. I um, I wish I had more bandwidth because he he's actually said that he's wanted to do some some work together. And I just that's Leo. Don't have it. That's Leo. That's the country yeah. boy. Leo. Oh, OK, <laughs> let me objectify you now. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Oh <laughs> I'm sorry. I need a reminder. Snap back. <laughs> <laughs> why Jesus. you're likable yo <laughs> um you're so fucking nuts no but shout out to him i yeah i that whole situation and i think it, it made me sad because so much there's so much there's so much uh muddiness around the young lady and Child. her claims and all that shit and i and i wrote in the comments and i knew that was going to come when i posted the video because but I'm hoping that people utilize that as a larger conversation, right? Like it's an opportunity to talk like 
to have these reminders or to like, they, so for some people, they might not even be reminders. It might be a completely new concept. It was really interesting to me that my dad actually commented and was like, yeah, 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 back in the day. But like now that I have a family and He commented on the wife, person who said that? He did, where it was like he had, some of his perspective had shifted a bit on like, wow. let me let me find out what he said. Hold on, I want to go to it because I referenced him in the video. He was like, hold up. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? He said, what else happens? What else happens with someone who is willing to hit someone with a brick in the midst of all those people? Uh, basically, what else are they capable of? Additionally, many women are willing to be incredibly violent and it didn't seem to be an ongoing attack, which I'm like, dad, shut up. She wasn't being violent. If there was an ongoing threat, someone needed to intervene. However, without that, it just becomes re retaliation. And I think with age, you know, you don't buck up anymore. You don't like you, you have a thought of like, okay, what are the consequences of this? And I think that's a really good point too, is like the way you support her is going to her and seeing if she's okay. If this is an ongoing threat where this person is beating her down, you might have to physically step in. But once the brick happens, it's like, I'm gonna chase you down the street and fight. Probably not. You know, it's, it's tricky. Go ahead. Yeah. There should have, to have him walk away makes no sense. Anyway, he I don't want to go away. back into this. Yeah, let's not, let's, but, it's, it's really not about that scenario. It's about these conversations of opening yeah, up. Like yeah, yeah, what yeah. goes through your, instead of saying, this is what you should have done, say, or ask maybe, what ha what went through your mind? What mm. did you think when this happened? Yeah. And understand and hear that out first. It's probably like in a split second, there was someone else who called and we, we don't have time, but they were saying like in a split second, you think about what else does this person possibly have? What else is this? What else is that? Like it's wild. So yeah, we, j we have to be more aware. All right. One more. Shanti and Antoinette, yeah, this topic about what celebrities, y'all want to see having sex, y'all is so crazy. But I will <laughs> say, I do want to see Cardi B have sex with Offset because I'm telling you, bruh, <laughs> even though that ass is fake, even, and I could see it in her videos, how she be dancing, I'd be like, okay, I know she know how to fuck. And Maybe even her and Megan, I'm pretty sure they'll bump coochies real good. And they both got nice bodies, too. I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not even going to say what my name is, but, yeah. Mm, just in case somebody I know listen, but I don't need nobody knowing my dirty laundry and what I'll be thinking about. But, um, yeah, I think maybe take them in a threesome. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Mm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, y'all need topics. Y'all crazy. Okay, bye. <laughs> We crazy. Not her calling us crazy and being fully invested. <laughs> She's like, y'all crazy. That's disgusting. And so I think that I would she like said, to see. I've Megan Offset and Cardi. Girl. Um, so I also would like to see whoever Janelle Monet's having sex with as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was someone we missed. Yeah. That was a terrible oversight on our part. We do apologize. <laughs> we will tighten up. Because... Yes. Yeah. Janelle. 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 
Janelle. Janelle. Mm. Are her breasts a real? Monet. I don't it know. It doesn't matter. She, it doesn't matter. Thing. Her breasts are so pretty. They're beautiful. Oh my God. They're beautiful. Huh. The, the, the way they lay, the way they sit. The way they lay, the way they sit. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. The way they like, s- the, <laughs> the way what they sway. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, wow. What a vision. What a sight. She is a Monet. It's a work of art over there. So shout out to her. All right. Um, let's take a break. After these messages, we'll be right back. Boop. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, everyone, we're back. We are back. We are back. So... I posted this both on the Discord and the Patreon, and it was it is a podcast. Um, it's the We Can Do Hard Things podcast with Glennon Doyle, and I first became familiar with this podcast. It's huge. It blew up um, during uh, the pandemic mm-hmm. because Glennon had come out with a book. I forget what the name of the book is right now. And I didn't read the book, but apparently folks loved it and they treat it as though it's like a devotional at this point. So this podcast, um, the main topic was why are we never satisfied? And it's featuring Adrian Marie Brown. Saw it promoted on Adrian's stories who strangely, I never watched stories really. If I know you, I might look at your story like if it's you, Jazz, or somebody, or Amanda. I'm not really looking at stories, but for some reason, um, I looked at her stories and I saw that someone had tagged her and how great this episode was. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so I listened and was floored. But first, just a little bit about the podcast. Glennon Doyle. Oh, here it is. I wrote it right here, my dumbass. Is the, the author, she's the author of the book Untamed. Um, on what we can do. And then she's on the, we can do hard things podcast with her wife, Abby Wambach, who's like a soccer star, former soccer star and her sister, Amanda Doyle. And she writes, um, I will do the only thing we found that has ever made life easier. We will drop the fake and talk honestly about the hard each week. We will bring our heart to you. And we will ask you to bring your heart to us. And we will do what we were all meant to do here. Help each other carry the heart so we can all live a little bit brighter and braver, more free and less alone. And I loved that. That's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Talking mm -hmm. about community, right? Community, let's go. So we all know I've been feeling things lately with my life and, and have been in deep reflection. Um, on how like 
I'm trying to understand how much of my feelings are rooted in like outside influences versus like, is it, is my dissatisfaction and my unfulfillment coming from someone else's narrative of what my life should be and what it should look like and how it should feel versus something internal of like, no, I don't feel good here. And I, and I've, I believe I'm experiencing a little bit of both. There are some unsettling things and unfulfillment that I know is absolutely real and come and coming from a very internal place where it has to be addressed. There's other things that is more around the, where I operate from fear of like, my life needs to look like this though. I'm an adult. I need to have this. I can't do X. That's where like I start judging certain sacrifices that I may or may not be forced to make in order to transition or just the general just the general kind of um the general dismay or or not even dismay it's just like this thing that like every day we're taught that like you know we're not enough mm. and so i've been really paying attention to what i'm consuming in terms of media on Instagram, if I scroll, I, I'll catch myself and be like, well, whose page are you staying on the most? Mm. And usually it's people who are like very aspirational in terms of how they look, what kind of lifestyle they're living, like all things that um, they should feel aspirational, but I don't know if they do. I don't know if subconsciously I think, oh, I'm nothing. I, I'm not even close to that. Oh. You know, or I'm not this, I'm not that, or this comparison thing. I've been paying attention to what I read. I've been paying attention to all the things. Like, what are the things in my life that have convinced me that one, the life that I want is might may or may not be possible, that two, the life that I have isn't enough, and that three, I'm generally not enough for for whatever. And so there's a clip that I want to play from this podcast because I think Adrian is much more succinct. Um and it'll just it'll just be helpful to round out. There's a couple questions that I want to ask you around satisfaction, around your uh, just fulfillment in general, all right? Is constantly like you don't have enough. You are not enough. You are not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. You need better skin. You need better hair. Everything is wrong with you. You need a better car. You need a better house. You're just not there yet. And we export. This is our primary export from the U.S. You know, to the rest of the world. It's like, we've got the best cars <laughs> or whatever. We've got the best everything. And so constantly from a very young age, what we've all been seeped in, but for me, I can speak to my life. I've been steeped in, I am not enough. I'm not doing enough and I don't have enough. Mm -hmm. And so then to inside of that decide, wait a second, maybe, maybe this satisfiability thing is actually something I could access. Mm -hmm. I, I could be enough. Maybe I already am enough. 
Is that, that there's no way that that's possible. So a lot of satisfiability is just even sitting and considering the question, could you be enough? Could you consider that you're already enough and that there's nothing to fix about you? Like that there might be places that want to grow, but that's different from like, there's something fundamentally wrong with you that you need to go purchase a way out of. Mm -hmm. Mm, Fuck it up, Adrian. Girl, girl. She's so brilliant. And for those of you, we have to remember that there's new people listening. We talked a lot about Adrian Marie Brown maybe like a year and a half ago when we were like talking about pleasure activism and trying to work through her book as best as we could. Um, But yeah, so I guess that's my question for you. My first question is, when do you feel the most satisfied? Can you give me three examples? Um. I feel satisfied when I keep my word to myself Mm. first um, and to others. I feel satisfied when I have good engagement and time with loved ones and friends and um, I leave feeling full and feeling uh, alive and just yeah filled up with love and appreciation for my people Um, and I feel satisfied when I am doing something creative and it's not the outcome that I'm more, that I'm interested in versus the process and the, the, the itch, mm. scratching the itch of it feels, um, and when I'm ignoring the idea of the finality of it and the outcome of it versus like, all right, we're just going to do this thing and see what happens. Um, that feels, that feels like enough for me to the frustration of others. <laughs> uh, why do you feel satisfaction during those times? Um, when it comes to f- following through with my own promises to myself i i i think i'm in practice of being in relationship with myself well enough now to know when i'm being unreasonable or when my um commitments that i make are from a place of honesty or alignment and so i know when i don't make those when i don't meet those commitments it feel i i i feel very much out of alignment and i feel very much shameful or um restless um hmm. when i'm with my people <clears throat> i i uh just recently you should check this out Anton. i tried to ask you um what day you were born like a 
like a woman with a man, but you ignore me like a man with a woman. A day? So you asked me what time, time you I was were born. born. You ignore me. That's what my mom doesn't know. You, you don't you listen to me. You just ignore me like I was at work, Shanti. I'm sorry. And I looked at my phone and, and it's you, you like, and you're saying, what time were you born? I'm like, is, are we dating? And I just exactly. put the phone down. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I did this thing called the human design. And you give it the same uh, information that you do, you know, your astrological yeah. chart. And what came up for me was um, I'm both a hermit and then somebody that likes to be out with people. Someone wants us to do an episode on this, by the way. And I've done this before as well. So go ahead. Yeah. And that made a lot it. of sense to me. And I think I often, because of my own anxiety or whatever reasons, I often will stick to myself and be alone mm. but when i am with y'all when i do go out and i socialize it feels so good and it's so rejuvenating to me and it's oh, it's a p surprise to me how revitalized i am and i'm just like mm. yeah it it exceeds my expectations every single time and i feel like I feel satisfied, but then it's also insatiable. Like, oh, I have to keep doing that in a way. So that's strange. And I can't remember what was the last time. What other bullshit was I saying? <laughs> when you're in the creative, creative oh, process. Yeah. yeah. You're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that that I'm finally feeling comfortable in that and like excited about it. And, um, it feels like I'm digging. That's what it feels like right now. It feels like I'm digging and I have no idea what's at the bottom of it, but I'm just like like a dog wagging her tail, just digging and shit. So that feels, yeah, it feel, I feel satisfied in that. Hmm. I feel good in that. What about you? When do I feel the most satisfied? Three examples. I feel... Unlike you, I feel the most satisfied when I see results. <laughs> when um the when I'm making progress, I'll say that. Pro the process without progress that I can I'm not saying this is right, but the process that excuse me, progress that I can identify growth um you know examples of growth and and like what what are, I, what are some recent things where you're like yeah oh like um you know the downloads going up for the podcast um more advertising coming in mm -hmm. it's like that I feel very satisfied knowing mm. that the hard work is paying off and that it's not for nothing, you know? Mm. Um, even like people who work out, it's like you got to work out because you enjoy working out, not just to see things changing on your body or feel your body. Like for me, I'm like, I like to feel really sore after a workout. I don't necessarily love the workout, but I love the sore. Mm afterwards because i'm like oh yeah that that worked i feel it you know mm. there's going to be a result that's mm. when i feel the okay. most satisfied i'm very results driven okay. um which makes sense with what i do for work 
in my general way of being. Um, I feel really satisfied um, when I'm cuddling, mostly with the man. I just feel so there's there's something about that mm-hmm. that really settles my yeah. nervous system yeah. that makes me feel safe that makes me feel seen yeah um considered you know it's one thing to sleep next to some someone it's another thing for someone to reach out and hold you and I want you near to mine too yeah yeah you already said you're three <laughs> um <laughs> And I feel most satisfied. Mm, that was two. Mm, I feel more. I don't want to say the same things as you, but I do feel really satisfied after spending time with my girlfriends. And we're, we're, we're joyous. We're free. We're freed up. You know. We're we're goofy. We're there's the the child in us is alive and well, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. we're safe enough to play around and explore that with mm-hmm. each other. I feel really satisfied. Then, really satisfied. Um, why do I feel satisfaction? Well, I mean, in terms of the, I think I explained it in terms of the results driven. Well, it's a fucking result, and it's growth. And it means that it's measurable. So mm. it means I'm not wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Or and and that's a dangerous place to be to get your satisfaction from because I'm very clear that I'm this is all to reveal something, <laughs> but I'm very clear that not everything is measurable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I struggle when it's not, and I tend to l- lose um I think I I tend to miss out on some satisfaction that I could have because I'm constantly moving the goalpost before yeah. I even get to the goal. Yeah. Um and then cuddling, I said why? And then being with y'all, the main thing is there's something childlike that can come out of me that I think I've um, gotten away from. And that with y'all, it's probably the most childlike I can feel in my life. It's mm. like... Oh, wow. That's very interesting for you to say that. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think it's anywhere else. Why do you think that's interesting? Because I, I, I feel like responsibility is something, is an identity that you take on. And mm-hmm. I feel like child is the exact opposite of that it's the antithesis of being a responsible person oh that's a great yeah so maybe that's why i like y'all so much (laughs) i still have to be responsible with y'all crazy are you the responsible of all the kids but um (laughs) you said of all the kids of us our child like (laughs) yeah i'm definitely the (laughs) but i can at least let you know take that i can at least be goofy in myself yeah but that's such a great yeah that's such a great what why can i speak what is that observation so i the next question is how can you tap into that satisfaction when you're doing something that's mundane 
something that is required of you because of capitalism, something that might not be sad. You, it might not immediately bring you satisfaction. How can you tap in to the satisfaction that you feel in those three examples that you gave? Um, I think I had such a beautiful reminder uh, during the pandemic last um, 2021, 2022, where we had our own homeschool co-op and I was mm. dealing with kids and I was dealing with very little kids. They were like babies and two, <clears throat> three. Um, and I remember going out and just you're just walking with a two-year-old and all mm. they are is <laughs> in the moment all they are and then and it just taps you in and then you're also like teaching them stuff so you're also just watching their brains and their whole world expand and you're watching the beauty of like repetition and just back and forth. And they're, mm. they're delighted by the most mundane of things. And it's really, really frustrating. You know, I had a lot of capacity mm. for other people's kids. I'll say this, that I did not have for Jolie when it was just she and I one-on-one -on -one when she was growing up. Um, and it pains me, but if you're, if you are, tripping on the future if you're in survival mode if you if your head is somewhere else a child tugging at you to be present and to connect with them is really really hard and really really mm. uh annoying it's really like it it is the antith you want to be in your head you want to be thinking about something else and this kid is like yo check out this fucking red door son and you're just like angry but <laughs> i feel like being with kids was really really showed me the power of being present and and not an intellectual like I'm being present but like mm. wow this red door is amazing look at this color like what the fuck is this cat doing it's it was it was fun and it's such an easy immediate shortcut to everything is enough they're not mm. and there's nothing more um not unnatural, but disconcerting than an insatiable child in a way. You know, I feel like children are the perp when a kid, not they're asking for stuff, they're, in, they're monsters if they're somehow been conditioned to never be satisfied. You immediately mm. see it as an adult and you're like, yo, this something right with this kid. But they're just a reflection of us in a lot of ways. But um, yeah, I f I f to answer your question, I feel like children for me is always a way for me to like tap in going for walks, being in nature. Um, Why? Uh, because it's bigger than you because it's beautiful. Um, I like being around people as well. People, mm -hmm. uh, I, people and their quirks and what they're wearing and like who they are. I love that shit. I love to notice. It. I love to talk to people. That brings me to a presence and feels like enough. And and um, 
Yeah, for me, enough is presence. Enough is like this moment right here that we're having is enough. I'm not anywhere else. And when I'm in my best place, those are the those are the environments where I can really tap in and feel the fullness and the pleasure of something being enough and not wanting for anything else. It's Mm. like being around people, people watching, talking to strangers. But how can you bring that into the mundane stuff that you don't like to do? That's not with kids. That's not in nature. That's like us having to sit there and go through all of the fucking receipts. And we going to have to do that soon. But like that work. Or the stuff that like, what are the things that are not satisfiable to you? How do you bring the satisfiability? How do you tap into that satisfaction then? Can you? I don't know. What's um, the practice? It's a practice. I, all I, what I, my mantra is just one foot in front of the other. I, I can't, mm-hmm. for you, your motivation is the finish line. For me, it's like I just have to put my one, if you start talking about the finish line, it overwhelms me. It irritates me. Like it, it makes me, anxious and for you like if you're not focused on the finish line then you get anxious i don't know what the steps are to get there it's just one foot in front of the fucking other for me so that's that's what Mm -hmm. i do is one foot in front of the other um and i don't know i think it's staying rooted in being in practice of those three things that can ground you right so it would be keeping my word to myself being staying Mm. around people committing to this it there there has to be some discipline in it i think which i hate (laughs) i hate (laughs) that play and discipline are like inseparable twins i hate that but i guess i listen to the podcast as well and um, what came up for me was, you know, um, Adrian referenced how <clears throat> we're taught to feel like we're not enough and that we need to like purchase or look outside of ourselves to f- be filled. And it made me just think about my own parenting and the ways I project onto Jolie that she isn't enough. Mm. Um, and she resists in a lot of ways, but I can't, I see myself, I can't stop it. And I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm curious of what seeds I'm sowing. I'm scared of what seeds I'm sowing. Um, I think I'm okay with my own failings, but I don't want, yeah, I want to, uh, I want to, for her not to have to, to be better, to be better, you know, to, to learn these things that I am challenged with now before me. And so I put pressure on her and have expectations and, and I, and I'm trying to battle and I don't quite know, um, what the middle of putting my hand, taking my hands off the steering wheel versus being like white knuckled on it is. And that's a process. Um, and 
I also can see the ways that she is can be insatiable, how she's internalized this not enoughness or this maybe it's not enoughness, but this insatiable consumer type of um idea if if I have this thing, then she will relieve something mm-hmm. and I don't always offer her the prompts or like I'm trying to figure out how to offer her the prompts for her to be more aware to identify like do you really know this thing or are you trying are you wrestling with loneliness are you wrestling with Mm. insecurity are you wrestling with you know whatever deep-seated human shit we are all dealing with uh yeah i think like when it comes to tapping into and obviously i'm still trying to figure it out but when it comes to tapping into the satisfaction when i'm doing something that on the surface is not satisfying at all or just isn't satisfying maybe it's very dissatisfying um i know one of the ways it's not healthy healthy that i tap into satisfaction is by eating um, and eating things like sugar to convince myself that like, okay, I can, it's also a control thing. I think like, oh, I can be in control. This day is shit. I'm going to treat myself to this. I deserve it. Or like, I don't know, but there's a status, there's something, there's something, there's a way that I'm wired that I believe somehow that's going to satisfy me. And in the end, obviously, hmm. It doesn't. It does the opposite. So it's there's other things at play in there, and I would need someone far more skilled than I to help me identify that. But something that I'm trying my best to get back to and to put into practice is that if I, if somehow I practice gratitude, mm-hmm. that maybe these unsatisfiable things become less unsatisfiable and there's something in it that I can find to bring me satisfaction. Satis- satis- what? Bring me satisfaction? A- faction, thank you. So like today I'm in the office and I'm looking around and I'm having another day that's like, <sighs> God, it, it just is another day it's of dealing with interesting personalities. And I, I, I looked and I thought, well, I looked down at my watch and I said, well, you got your steps in today from getting into the office and walking around and being a busybody. So that's good. And then I thought, mm, why don't you go outside, take 20 minutes and go outside and walk around the block. And I walked around West Village. And it's such a beautiful area and there's all these little shops and I was walking and watching these women. I don't know what the fuck they do for a living because they wasn't working, but I'm watching these women sitting outside with their glass of wine. I kept thinking, oh man, I Shanti's going to come up here during the day one day. And we just like during the week when it's not super busy, you know, weekends hard and we can just meander in this can part I do that? of the, yeah, what, we can, don't you I can work? take a day off. That'd be great. You would love that area. We could just meander and like taste test the little things. And then I've, 
I ran into like Molly's Bake Shop and I was like, Jade fucking loves these cupcakes. And we're going to celebrate Crystal's birthday, but I'm bringing Jade these fucking cupcakes on Saturday. Like little things like that. Yeah. That were like, okay, there's got, there's also some good. And like, yeah, you don't feel good. Always, right? There always is somewhere. Mm -hmm. I was, I was thinking about the things that just transpired with like my parents' health and very specifically a step parent of mine where like they just went through it this year but it helped them mend a relationship that that was on like Mm -hmm. it was on the brink baby and it helped them mend it and I'm watching this person reach out to him them (laughs) I can't do it I'm watching this person reach out to you know my stepfather and mend this relationship and like take a little bit of of um of initiative to mend it as well so i'm sure that feels good but it's just like i don't know how to tap into that satisfaction and i wish i wish adrian went more in detail to it because like i said on monday like you know i did have a weekend that where i was reminded what it feels like to be a woman and to be next to a man and and engage in that way and like how do I how do I you know like when I'm in it I'm fully invested in my satisfaction now like I'm invested in my pleasure in a different kind of way how do I bring that into my other spaces and like before I wasn't doing that even sexually even even when it comes to intimacy because there was a block there was obviously some sort of fear there so when it comes to this risk thing in my life of like changing the course of my life maybe it's the uncertainty of how to do it of what to do because that's the other big caveat but there's like fear there still and so I can't be I don't have clarity on the end goal and so it's so hard for me to put that one foot in front of the other because I don't know where I'm going. And as a project manager, you have to understand the endpoint to get there. So just meandering with your life is terrifying and debilitating for me. That's exciting for you, and I'm always in awe of it. Like what? She's like, but, we'll figure but isn't out where it debilitating it goes. for you the other way too? Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's it's becoming that where I'm I'm struggling. So I know I'm not saying that I can't do it. I'm saying that this is why my feet tremble. Yeah. And why they get stuck in the quicksand of like what's the step? And is there can, a soft can landing? Sit, can you sit with the undeniable truth that all there is is uncertainty that you can yeah, plan yeah, yeah, yeah. but do you, but can you like there's no me winging it <laughs> and you being like we're gonna do this this and this all of that's it that's not how i talk <laughs> <laughs> either way there is undeniable uncertainty that you can yeah. never escape that's just it you can be as prepared as possible 
<laughs> I, I get it. I hear you. I, I, but I, this, I don't want it to go into the risk conversation. It's another podcast and it's an important one. I just, when it comes to the satisfiability and tapping into that while I'm figuring out how to do the risk thing or while I'm continuing to do the thing while I'm continuing at this job or whatever the fucking thing is, I have to somehow not let it just gut me, you know, like, or it, or is it bad to not be satisfiable? You just said you want your Kanye shit. I don't think Kanye is satisfiable. I think there was, um, sure. I think, I, I don't know what human is satisfiable. I don't think it's very rare to find somebody that is completely satisfied. But I think, and, and um, Adrian was talking about that, there is this thin line between pleasure and satisfaction, pleasure and something being enough and being unsatisfiable. And she talked about your gifts on this podcast. She mm. talks about yeah. leaning into your gift and using that as your compass or as compass isn't the word, as your lifeboat in a way that I think um, Kanye West, if we're going to use him as an example, is... Um, did 10 toes down and does 10 toes down to the point of delusion or what, whatever. But I, mm. I, um, yeah, I think that I, when she talks about your gifts and that gift sometimes not always, but sometimes being in deep connection to your pleasure and feeling like something's enough. I, girl, I think the, the first question is to identify what is enough. And start with the fucking basics of um, is is my social interaction with people enough? Is my what you and I talk about all the time? Did I I'm eating? I'm overeating right now. Am I still hungry? Is this enough? I think it starts really, really small of you just being aware of what it feels sensationally in your body to be like, oh, this is enough because I think all we ever know is this restless. This isn't enough. Mm. I'm not enough. So what does it feel like to just sit with, even if it's for a minute second of like, oh yeah, wow, this was enough. Kicking it with this person was enough. Enjoying this delicious faux soup was enough i'm gonna put it away i don't know taking this 15 minute walk from my job even though it's overwhelming me just that reprieve and like the sights that i'm seeing like oh that that's enough and then being grateful for it because you can't be grateful if you don't if it's not in correlation with an, an it being enough right i don't know <laughs> I don't know that I was ever taught to have it enough. I think that I was taught that it's never enough and you should keep yeah. always With elevating. Mm -hmm. And so like. And I, I think I the elevation is none of our business. 
That's my thing. What, what do you mean by I that? feel like this idea of elevate, like, yes, there's, perf- there is master, being a master. Mm-hmm. There is showing up and putting your best in so- into something. But this idea of elevation is not our business. What Beyonce, I think Beyonce is a perfect example. How she affects people there Mm -hmm. there's a part of what she does that is none of her fucking business and she can't wrap her head around she can't she's not in control of that it don't got nothing to do with her perception or what she her goals she just has she's in deep connection with her creativity she follows it through to a t she shows up fully she's generous she's kind and then this this elevated spiritual energetic thing ain't none of her business she just she can't she can't possibly have anything to do with that and I don't know I don't I may have went beyond much what you just said but um I don't know girl not me ending this with, I don't know girl <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know either but I think I I think just you being in practice once a day, all of us being in practice of once a day of being aware in our bodies, not not just like this theory of like, all right, I pour myself four ounces, that's enough. But like in our bodies of like, ooh, that's enough. Yeah. Once that's a the day. practice. I don't know if we can answer any of these other questions no. until we actively take note of that. And observe that Mm -hmm. of like, when do I feel satisfied for real? Like we know these three things, but like throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the everything, when do I feel satisfied? Mm -hmm. Or it's enough. Maybe even satisfied is a reach. So that's enough for me. That felt good. I've reached. That's enough. I want more, but actually this is enough and that's good. And that feels good. Is it, last question, is it bad to want more? Is it dangerous to do that when you've reached satisfaction? Adrienne also talks about the quality of it. She said, I can have a million orgasms. I can have so many orgasms, but sometimes just this, sometimes just having one is like more, far more phenomenal. I don't know. I guess it's quality. Yeah. As you're in practice of what is enough in your body and like really feeling it, then you can measure what you need more of. I feel like at this point in this culture and how we have been taught, um, I think it's better for us to just figure out how to, what, how to make less more child. But mm. I'm still getting them motherfucking grills. Stop playing with me. <laughs> I was going to ask you. Do you I'm feel like still your teeth are enough? <laughs> Very well. I don't know. More questions than answers. Listen to the podcast to the other one. You listen to this one, but listen to the other one too. <laughs> <laughs> they it <laughs> a little bit because I don't know if this was enough, but we we tried. <laughs> So sometimes your best has to be enough, you know? Yeah. Mm, or not. I don't know. Sometimes, yeah. Please call. <laughs> Let us know what you think. 
I think the ways that we think we're not enough, then we get calls from this other person that's like, yo, again, you guys don't know what you're doing. Just keep showing up. That's all. Just put, just keep showing up. And if you're showing up is with the finish line as your goal, good. Good. Just keep showing up and managing your um feeling insatiable. I, I I think it's unless you're like a completely evolved being on this planet, that's something we're always gonna be wrestling with. We're always gonna be restless and wanting more. But maybe we can manage it better, right? Maybe we can learn to share more. I love that she said that too. How this the insatiable quality requires us to hoard. Anyway, that's another topic. Read, watch that, listen to it. It's good. Dumb white people love Adrian, girl. I say, damn, get off her dick. (laughs) (laughs) Glenn, Glenn, what you crying for, Dag? She didn't say nothing yet. (laughs) Yo. You? Oh, I'm man. only playing. What's wrong? Do... No, you're not. They were doing it... the Lord's work. They were. No, but the thing like, that no. makes me happy is that like you can say it in a way that people are not gonna be like she a hater. You I was thinking too. the yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you dicky is. But if I were gonna, if I were to say you that say here, it, it just it, no, it just doesn't land the same. <laughs> it's something about. I I got it. It's a ma- I have to fig. I have to learn it because you deliver a master class. It's a master class on how to be like kind of problematic, but it's so funny and endearing and not off putting. It's true. They was on her be- a little bit though. <laughs> when you listen to it, y'all, you can play. Because you mean it, but you don't. You mean it, but you're like, I don't mean any harm. And that was a dick a little bit. Chill. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> true. Anyway. All right, well, we tried. All right, (laughs) enough. (laughs) Enough. That's that is good. What a way to end it. Enough. That's another Jennifer Lopez movie. (laughs) Shout out to that white woman. (laughs) Watch, they gonna say I'm being racist. All right, bye. (laughs) You have just heard an around away curls, John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. (laughs) Very good.